Ever since you can remember, you felt something in your chest telling you to move, to love, to speak, to try. Day after day, you pretend you don't hear it calling, or maybe you dismiss it as silliness or worse. But it's there, ready for you, and it will wait for you as long as you need. My name is Johnny G, and I invite you to join me on a journey of awakening as we dare to embrace our light. This is Refractive. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Refractive Podcast. Today, I have a really special guest who is joining me today, and we're going to talk about something that I feel is really powerful and resonant right now. It's something I hear a lot of people working through at the moment, and my gut tells me that this is going to connect with a lot of listeners. We're going to talk about hidden beliefs that hold you back. These are stories and mythologies that you've absorbed throughout the course of your life that keep you small in a way that you don't even realize it's happening. Um, and although we may be doing this without being consciously aware of it, there's still things that we can turn to to get relief from this and to grow through it. So we are going to focus on that today. Now, Rebecca Wiener McGregor is my guest today, and she is an amplifier of love. I love that. That's amazing. She's a catalyst for breakthroughs for her clients, and she shares her gifts as a transformational hypnotist and a money mindset coach by helping visionary women live their truth, step into their design purpose, yes, and create the life of their dreams. For 16 years now, she has helped her clients release blocks, traumas, loss, hidden fears to find a deeper sense of self-worth and to live life on their terms, in their power, and using that growth to create everything from connection to joy to impact to abundance of all kinds. And her clients include executives, entertainers, spiritual entrepreneurs, coaches, healers, influencers. She's worked with women all across the country, all around the world who are looking to really step out of their own way and into their own power. And she lives in Sioux Falls, South Dakota with her husband and of course, two lovely rescue dogs. So welcome. I am so happy to have you with us, Rebecca. Thank you, Johnny. I'm so happy to be here with you. I just love your energy. I'm excited to have this conversation. Thank you. When I first saw your uh, when I first learned about you and what you do and the gifts that you share with the world and how you function, like immediately I was like, yes, this is a fit for refractive. The whole point of this podcast is to learn to aim your light, aim your light. That's our tagline. And yeah. we have so much power inside of us and we can direct it to whatever we want. We can direct yes. you, uh, you know, to living a life of freedom. We can direct it to muddling through. We get the choice. <laughs> we make the choice. Yes. The fact that you help people learn to do that is so important. It's important in a world where people are finding themselves frustrated. And uh, what I like to say is living a lukewarm life. You know, yeah. I don't think we're supposed to live a lukewarm life. I think, I, I think life is supposed to be red hot. Like, <laughs> I love it. Hot. <laughs> that's the life I was born for. That's the life I kept myself away from. And that's what we're going to talk about today, how we really 
keep ourselves in that lukewarm old soup instead of like being in the in the heat, right? Like yeah. being the sexy part of it. So here's the question. All right. Okay. So you ready? Batter up. Yeah, I'm ready. How do we avoid an obstacle that we can't see? Because, well, I mean, you and I, we know that you really can't see it. Right. And I mean, you, I, the person is the one who laid these traps. We're the, we're the ones who laid these landmines. So we know where they are. And I think in our higher wisdom, we left breadcrumbs because yeah. we knew we were limiting ourselves. And we were like, you know, one day, one day, the higher, more loving self is going to come back and need to know how to undo what we're doing now. So we'll leave the trails, but that doesn't make it easy. So how do you, how do you deal with this situation, Rebecca, when you're, you're holding yourself back without even being aware? The awareness is really key, isn't it? I mean, awareness is everything. And you ask the question, how do we avoid it? We don't. That's like, the, the best and worst part about it is that we don't. We're going to get ourselves in difficult situations. We're going to get ourselves in sticky situations. We're going to get ourselves blocked and stuck and in some gunky territory that we don't like. And our brain is always going to want to keep us safe. So it's always going to keep us in that gunky place. And our spirit will guide us through it. Because our spirit is the part that wants happiness, right? Yeah. So we're not going to get out of these. We're not going to avoid these obstacles. And like I said, that's the beauty and the, the curse of it is that we're destined. If some people don't like destiny, I kind of believe, well, let me rephrase that. I do believe that the things that I've gone through in my life I signed up to figure out this life. Yes, I believe that too. Yeah. So if we're going to be, if we're going to live full out, we're going to live red hot lives, give us goosebumps and we're having fun and then we're going to get stretched and we're going to get pulled and we're going to get stuck so we can figure the way out. Yes. Which exactly. is very satisfying. Yes. One. If we let it be. Percent. Yes. Yeah. All right. So now, okay. So we're not going to avoid it. Right. So we're not right. going to avoid it. We're going to have to go through it. Right. The, 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 in, in the recovery community where, you know, where I, I have some roots there, uh, sure. we say, um, how do we say, uh, the fastest way around is through, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> and so how do we even know? How do you know if you have a block or a limitation that's holding yourself back uh, when it's something that we don't even do consciously? If you feel like crap, you got a block. You know, if you're feeling like you're on a hamster wheel, if you're feeling like you're on the treadmill and you can't get off and it just keeps going faster, if you feel diminished joy, if you feel anxiety, if you feel panic, if there's this great sense of grief or dread that's hanging on to you, but it doesn't make sense for where you are in your life, then you're, you're in it. You're in an obstacle, you're in a limitation, you're in, you're pushing the edge of your, of your limitations, right? You're pushing the edge. And the first thing I want to ask you to do is not judge yourself for being there mm -hmm. because we don't need to attach to it any deeper, mm -hmm. right? We don't need to be mad at ourselves for getting there because this is, this is the process of being a human. Yeah. 
This yeah. is the part where we're like pushing on those invisible walls around us, wanting to expand. And this is this is part of that process that we don't need to get down on ourselves for having anxiety or dread or fears or limitations. It gets to be an exploration of, so how do I work my way out of this? Mm-hmm. And what's on the other side of it? Mm-hmm. I mean, for years, I've worked with amazing clients, super high achieving people. And they come to me, Rebecca, my life is great, but why do I feel this way? Yes. Yes. Why can't I just flip the switch? I'm smart. Why can't I just flip the switch and shut it off mm-hmm. and be happy again? Yeah. Or I am mostly happy. Why am I having anxiety attacks? Mm-hmm. And so it's not a matter of if you're intelligent enough or if you've done enough work on yourself or you've taken enough classes or you have enough advanced degrees or you have the right everything. It just is the state of being human. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So as you were speaking, I had some devil's advocate stuff come up. So I want yeah. So, you know, first of all, you know that I am on board 100%. You and I, we are singing out of the same choir book, like I'm there, right? <laughs> We're harmonizing, right? But what I, what I can, um, I can already hear someone pushing back and saying, okay, what you're telling me is unrealistic. You're telling me that um, anxiety or having these, blah existences or, um, you know, not enjoying my, uh, the life I have right now, you're saying that that's like completely unnecessary or optional. And what I'm telling you is that it is a condition of the world that we have good things that we like, and we have things we don't like, and that's how life is. So you're trying to promise people that they don't have to go through uh that they don't have to experience that and that's just not true that's the devil's advocate point that i hear mm. yeah and i i believe you do have to go through those things mm-hmm. and get to learn about yourself the the thing about self-development and personal development is really developing a relationship with yourself so that you know when those things are coming up that you're you're paying attention to them when they're first showing up like week one or week two, not, holy smokes, it's been four years that I've been feeling this way. And I really want to get some traction, being able to get in a state where you are, you have this relationship with yourself that you know, hey, where did that thought come from? Not judging the thought as bad or good, but is this a start of like some limitation? Is this a sign? Is this leading me to say, hey, you should look at this because the thing that you want is probably on the other side of that thought. Mm -hmm. So it's about building that relationship with yourself and getting to go through those things, which I know that's a hard statement to hear, right? Getting to go through crap, that's hard. Going through the hard things, going through the things that, you know, some of us believe we've signed up for, going through difficult times in your life, going through messy breakups or a loss or trauma of all kinds. I'm not saying that it's necessarily fun to do that, but you get to deepen the relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. You get to love yourself through that. 
because everybody else is going through it too. Yeah. Yeah. You're not alone in it. I think that there is also a really important distinction to make between going through a, an uncomfortable patch mm-hmm. and being in a life that doesn't feel good, right? There's a difference right. between that, you know, like, um, yeah. you know, there may be a situation happening in the workplace that makes work really unpleasant or, ang- or anxiety inducing or whatever, uh, that might not mean you're in the wrong career. It might mean something's right. happening right now. And, you know, I know that for me in my life, I found myself and listen, I have former bosses that listen to this show. So I just want to tell you, I love you. all. I love you all. Okay. Um, But like, I found myself sleepwalking through a career that was fine. It was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. It was, uh, it checked off every box, but it still felt disappointing to me. Mm. It felt insufficient to me. And I've just, I just didn't understand what was happening. Like, why, why is, why am I not happy here? Like, why am I not satisfied? And so I would change roles every two years. And at least the, like the excitement of going to a new place or a new line of duty would distract the boredom for six months. Mm-hmm. And then I would have the inevitable slope downward to like drudgery again, you know? Right. And, and, and so I just think about, I am grateful for what I went through. I needed it. I needed the sequence of events I had. So I don't, I don't really wish that it was different, but I wonder what other paths might have opened up if 10 years ago, instead of two years ago, I had said, this job doesn't feel like a fit. And I wonder what else I could do. Do you know what I mean? Like how different would life be today? And uh, I don't know, you know, it's a worthwhile consideration if your relationship consistently disappoints you, Mm -hmm. if your job consistently leaves you feeling drained or uninspired or like, you know, uh, if, the place you live, like maybe the city you live in, like doesn't connect with your, with your spirit and your passions and whatever, like there's so many facets for exploration. And so what that can be overwhelming. It can be. So what You're absolutely you right. What do you do? You take it one day at a time. You start, you really practice on it. That's not judging yourself for it because, you know, you ask you, you, you brought up, what if I had been, what if I had noticed this 10 years ago? What if I had noticed this two years ago? Like, what if I had awakened a little bit earlier, right? To the, the facts that I can change the way that I feel. But where you are right now is where you are. It's where, it's where perfect. it's, yeah, it's perfect. It's the starting point. And you mentioned earlier too, I want to acknowledge where you may be in a rough patch at work that doesn't necessarily mean you need a new career path like you were mentioning. Sometimes we have, um, let's maybe we'll call it like appropriate anxiety. Like you're going through a big shift. There's a big thing happening at work. 
a big um, new training thing was put out because there was a new system or whatever. And everybody's a little on edge. There's some pushback, you know, that kind of stuff. It would be natural to have some anxiety about learning that new system, right? But if things are good and the anxiety is hanging out, that is a little, that's a little bit different, right? Mm -hmm. If you're feeling mostly good, but there's this like piece of you that's not feeling so good, that noticing that and really starting to explore that is really valuable Mm -hmm. because you can see like, okay, I'm in this this time in my life there's a lot going on so once I get through this if I'm if I'm not feeling this way or if I'm still feeling this way maybe it deserves a different kind of exploration yeah you know I like to see my therapist during transition just to have a place to talk it out yes talk to my coaches that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then it's a different a different place to go once things seem to be really good but there's still some shakiness in your self-worth the trust and the certainty and that kind of thing. Yeah. And that starting place is really acknowledging what's happening. What's happening in my body? What are the quality of my thoughts right now? Because little by little, our thoughts will adjust and they'll get worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And we won't even notice that we were at this great level here and they'll just slowly adjust. And pretty soon we're really kind of not at a level where we want to be living. Right. Yes. So noticing, like, how's my body feeling? Am I feeling like tightness in my chest? Mm -hmm. Or I didn't even realize I was feeling that. I thought it was just like a part of getting older. I hear that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Like, oh, I figured that, you know, when I hit 35, 40, whatever, that I'd start sleep, my sleep would be a little bit more interrupted. You know, I'm getting older, you know, we'll, we'll kind of shake these things off. And these can be signs that we need to deepen our relationship with ourselves, ask ourselves what's going on and explore them. Some of them have physical reasons, right? Medical reasons. Some of them are, I would say most of them are attached to our emotional state and there are huge clues because we're feeling some gunk in our body. That's what I like to call it. Yeah. And we're probably feeling some gunk in our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And you know, you, you and I, just based on what I've heard you say, you and I both subscribe to the school of thought that everything is perfect, right? Like even in the midst of tragedy, yeah. like we are um, like, we're, this is not a mistake, right? right? This is not a mistake, right? And there was important growth or healing or learning or experiencing that was, uh, that was the product of what happened. And, uh, you know, um, and that you and I, we, you and I also believe that we kind of signed up for the difficulties of the life we've chosen in advance so that we can heal these particular parts of ourselves and grow through love despite distress, you know? And, um, now if, if, so if we bottom line this before we move on to another facet of this, uh, what I heard you say, and please correct me. Um, what I heard you say is that if you go into some stillness, a, a quiet space, and you really think about a part of your life that doesn't feel good right now, and you can't find a rational reason why it feels off, then it may be your inner wisdom saying, this isn't right for you. And let's, let's just examine is that what you're saying? 
It could be exactly that it's not right for you. It could be that you have a belief about whether or not it's right for you. Okay. It could be that things are going so well and that scares the heck out of you because your history hasn't gone so well. Okay. It could be that there's a fear of failure, like everything blowing up. It could be that there's a fear of everything going right. Yeah. And what will people think? And who will I become? And can I handle that? Yes. And what about this like nice, simple life that I have right now? If things start going really, really well, is my life going to get turned upside down? Am I going to be asked to do more? Am I going to have more responsibilities? How will I handle those things? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the deepest, do I deserve what's coming for me? Do I feel worthy of it? Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And so what do we learn from this? Like how, uh, how, let's say we've done some work, maybe we've talked with a therapist or we've just worked soloed with some journaling or we've mm -hmm. worked with a coach uh, or even maybe a, a, you know, a pastor and we've identified there's, there's some parts in life that need attention. And uh, uh, what's next? What's next is deciding what you're willing to do for yourself. Mm -hmm. How far are you willing to take this to get to the next level? Mm -hmm. How important is this for you? Yeah. Because if it's not that important, you're not going to go all the way in anything that you choose to do. Yeah. Right. You're not going to really be fully invested. Mm -hmm. And I want my clients to be like all in. Let's do this right now. Right. Right. Whether you're doing it with yourself or you're doing it with a coach. Mm -hmm. And then deciding what, what am I willing to start looking at differently in my life? How this really, like the bedrock of this is how honest with myself am I willing to get? Okay, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And so what do we, what, what are the lessons to learn from finding, finding these places? Because, you know, I, I, I almost... I mean, I feel like I need to say it for the structure of the episode. I need to say like, oh, there are, we're blocking ourselves, but we don't know it, but we do know it. Like we absolutely know it. Uh, we're, we're, we're hiding it from ourselves that sure. we're blocking, uh, whether it's fear-based or self-worth based or any of these other things. So what's the, uh, what does that teach us? It teaches us that even though we try to be perfect, we're imperfect beings and that's okay. And we've, we've attached this idea that fears are bad. Yeah. And fears aren't bad. No. You know, it's like getting to that place of, am I really holding myself back from being happy? Really happy? Am I, is there a part of me that's holding back complete love for my partner because they've hurt me or someone else has hurt me and I, haven't forgiven them or healed through that yet. So I can't give myself fully to this relationship. Mm -hmm. Is there some part of me or my life that I've had with my family that says, you know, success and money and those things are going to change you. So you can't really have that. Or the, you know, the people down the street that were really wealthy and successful and they were, we didn't think they were very nice. So we must think that you know, the next step of being really wealthy will change you into someone who's not great. Mm -hmm. Like starting to recognize where some of these things come from. And it's usually more than, you know, an hour of meditation, right? It's like <laughs> deciding to be in this 
reflective state and this, um, I mentioned it earlier, like the relationship with yourself, deciding to go down that path to deepen that, and then choosing what feels right for you. I always like to have people start with practicing meditation. I think that's a really lovely place to start. And it doesn't have to be Deepak Chopra level four hours a day when you start, right? Mm -hmm. That's a really great place to get to. Mm -hmm. But a really nice place to start is to just be quiet and breathe and witness your thoughts without judging them. Yeah. Let them come and let them go. And you'll start to notice what kind of thoughts you actually are having. Yeah. Without the judgment. And they're going to lead you to these places that when you're trying to shoot for a goal and you're trying to push toward a specific outcome, that if you feel that gunk come up in your body, and you can notice then what's, what are the thoughts that are happening in my head? Hey, I can start to think a new thought about this. Mm-hmm. My thoughts are pliable. They're fluid. They're not static. They're not set in stone. They're not rock solid. Yeah. I mean, all of our thoughts are just like, it's just the activity of the brain, right? It's just, mm-hmm. it's just impulses. It's just thoughts that we think over and over becoming our belief system. Mm-hmm. So if I decide that the thought of it not being appropriate for me to be a wealthy person, for example. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Because of something that I learned from television, because all the evil geniuses were very wealthy, and um, or my parents or um, my grandparents struggled with money and that that was the good way, that's the way God wanted us to be, was to be quiet and struggle you know that was the way that if I chose to believe something else what would that mean about me what would that mean for me yes exactly and can I accept that meaning yeah and then if I accept that meaning or don't what does that what does that say what belief is in that like I've been exploring this for 16 17 years now so that's not a it's not a thing that you're just going to probably uncover in a couple hours, but you get to let it be this place of fun. Like how can I, what, what belief can I peel back now? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And there are, please go ahead. There are beautiful techniques to help us calm our brain down to really get to the root of things that we can do on our own. Yeah. If, if people are looking for things to do on their own, practicing that meditation, just noticing your thoughts, practicing things like journaling, free association, writing, um, just writing out your goals and what's the worst that could happen? What's the best that could happen? Can I handle those options? Emotional freedom technique is a huge thing. Using tapping to calm your amygdala mm-hmm. and help your body uncover and release old trauma. You can do it that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we both know that there are tons of people whose life mission is to help you get over your gut. Of course, of course. And you and I, you know, both of us, I mean, I, I, would, I would bet money that the most important uh, part of your career uh, is that you are able to help people um, release themselves. Yes. from this, 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 this cage. I like to think of it, uh, if I describe it to a client, I like to think of it as a cage 
like a a a a, a, a jail cell, and sure. I'm holding the door shut with all my strength, and I'm yelling that I'm locked. Right. And it's like, but there is no warden. Right. There is no warden. You are the warden. You are right. the architect. It was always you. It was only you. The only thing strong enough to cut a diamond is a diamond. The only thing powerful enough to stop you is you. There is yeah. nothing on earth. I have goosebumps. Powerful enough to hold you back if you don't want to be held back. Nothing. Right. You are the you right. are the creator. You are the yes. creator. There's nothing, nothing that could rival your power if you channel it. And 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 yet we feel beholden to this mythology that we've built uh, that keeps us small. So while we don't have time to necessarily help all the listeners, you know, discover and release all their limiting beliefs uh, in this one particular episode, <laughs> what are some ways that people can begin to uh, move towards identifying and uh, releasing, I guess we've talked about identifying, but learning to transcend these limiting beliefs. I think the biggest thing is when you notice them developing, I say it over and over because I mean it because it's important, develop that relationship with yourself that you're noticing what your thoughts are. And you can say to yourself, is this a thought that is going to lead to a belief that's going to get me to where I want to be? Is it serving me right now? Or would a different belief in its place serve me better? And then deciding what does that belief look like? Mm -hmm. If I have a belief then that I can become a wealthy woman and then I can express myself through the way that I spend my money, then that's what I get to start thinking about. Mm -hmm. That every purchase that I make I, is an expression of my wealth and an expression of my activism. Yeah. Every um, dollar that I save, I can put towards something that I want to do in my life or an experience that I want to have. Yeah. That it's okay. It's safe for me to be wealthy. And as we start to say those things to ourselves, it's that conversation. It's a reminder, just like we would have with a child, right? Hey, it's okay for you to learn how to ride the bike. It's okay for you to practice. It's okay for you to fall down. And the more that you practice, the further you get to go. Some people run races yeah. for hundreds of miles on bicycles. And it all started with the belief, changing the belief from I can't ride a bike to look at me now, I can ride a bike and everything that comes after that. That's right. And to be in the place of, does this thought serve me? Okay, good. I recognize this thought does not serve me. What, do, what thought can I have in its place? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really taking the, statement of your the statements of your life I don't want this and turning it into I do want this and changing those thoughts shifting them and then thinking them replacing them over and over because you will change the pathways in your brain by doing that yes you will change change the energy in your body you will change your physiology by deciding to think something different yes, yes. and if you want to get out of the jail right Dr. Dyer used to always say the door opens inward. Mm -hmm. mm. I love that. I love that. Go inside. Yeah. Your spirit is in there willing to guide you. The, I mean, you, you are the body and the spirit, right? And you, you have the capacity 
for such great love, mm-hmm. which is the only thing really that can save the fear. It can save it from the fear. It is yes. the love. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. I'm just picking up these snippets from so many of the spiritual thought leaders that I, that have affected me on my path uh, mm. through some of the, 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 the aspects of our talk today. I love it. I hear Caroline Mace. I hear Byron Katie. I hear just all kinds of stuff. You mentioned Wayne Dyer. So there's just so yeah. many beautiful interlocking truths and there's so much there's so many people who've dedicated their lives to helping people see the truth of the matter. And the truth mm-hmm. of the matter is um, that the, there is no boogeyman. It's you. Yeah. You're the boogeyman. And you can, you can, with the proper motivation, you can simply stop being the boogeyman. Right. Sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it's a long process, um, right. but you're, you, you are, you're this, you're the hero you've waited for, you know? Yes. Yeah. And you can turn the boogie into the boogie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you can let yourself have fun and dance your life without so much darn judgment. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh my God. For the people who are on audio, she went like boogie like scary fingers like a claw to like dancing i'm just dying i'm dying it's hilarious <laughs> i love it okay um and that is now copyrighted uh refractive no i'm just kidding i love it i love it <laughs> I love it. Oh. So, okay. So take us, take us home, take us home. What are the closing thoughts for this concept that you want the listeners to really walk away with? If you want to conquer any fear, override it with love, loving yourself, being grateful for what is right now, being as much as you can in the present, because we get into our fears, worrying about the past, being pulled back there, which our mind will easily do for us. And it'll also pull us into the what ifs of the future, mm-hmm. right? We can get caught in all that. We can also bring ourselves back to this present moment, feel my, the breath in my body. What can I love right now about this moment? Yes. What can I love about myself right now? If it's something about your partner or something that you're doing in your life, what can I love right now? What can I love about them? What can I honor about right now? Because this is all we have is right now. And you can be in a state of fear and move it to a state of love with your intention. Mm -hmm. Yes, it takes practice. Yes, it is possible. Yes, it doesn't have to be so hard and heavy. Mm -mm. It can be light and fun and a game. It's all an experiment anyway. So go have fun with it. Yeah. Share your ripple. Make sure that ripple as much love as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Rebecca, as we wrap up, I mentioned already, you de- you've dedicated your life to helping people recognize and transcend some of these limiting beliefs. And if any of the listeners have questions for you, or they want to learn more about the services you offer, or they just kind of want to get to know you and your philosophies a little bit better, what do you offer and how can they reach you? Thank you so much for asking me that. I offer coaching and I offer hypnosis and hypnosis is 
the way that I do the hypnosis is that we go back and we heal the past experiences where the trauma is held. Yeah. We can do that very swiftly. It's not like talking about it for 20 years, hoping it'll get better. We actually go in and because our beautiful mind is designed to heal that we can do swift healing of traumas in just weeks. Mm -hmm. And that's really special. I do also um, really love to connect and go deep with people to help them really recalibrate their emotions. If you're feeling stuck and you've, you've been fighting your mind and you know there's something more there for you, the best, easiest path is to talk to someone who knows how to help you out of it mm-hmm. and who will do it with love and honesty and acknowledging the truth of how amazing you are inside mm-hmm. and out. Yes. Beautiful. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Excellent. I would absolutely love to have anyone reach out if they have any questions about anything that we've discussed. Mm -hmm. Um, They can find me on healwithhypnosis.com. Healwithhypnosis? Yes. Mm -hmm. Healwithhypnosis.com. And they can connect with me right there, book a consultation or contact me. I'm happy to answer questions because as an amplifier of love, that's what I got to do, right? It's what I get to do. Exactly. I got to yeah. tell you, that's an amazing business card right there. <laughs> Professor McGregor, amplifier of love. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's amazing. Thank wonderful. you. And everyone, uh, it's just wonderful that you joined us for another episode of Refractive. Uh, please, please feel free to reach out uh, to Rebecca or to myself. And we would love to offer you some of the experiences and wisdom that we've found through these journeys in ourselves. And uh, as you go out into the world and as you meet people who are still healing and as you are healing yourself, be good to each other and always remember to aim your light. Take care. Bye. You have been listening to Refractive Podcast and this is Johnny G. If you've enjoyed today's episode, do me a favor, give it a share on social media or if you're in the podcast app, give it a rating. If you're on YouTube, click like. It really does make a difference in the search results. I am a speaker, coach, and facilitator based in Washington, D.C., but I work in person and remotely with people who are ready to step with clarity into their most authentic life. If I can be of service, reach out to me, Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, at refractivecoaching.com. Have an amazing day. Be good to each other. And always remember, Aim your light. <laughs>